When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. DMVR Broncos live coming to you from Studio S. Let's go! Where the S stands for Super Bowl oh. 50. Super oh. Bowl 50. It's the Super Bowl 50 special on the DNVR Broncos podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We've got Emmanuel Sanders. Boom! Champ. We've got Ryan Harris. Boom! Champ. We've got TJ Ward. Boom! Champ. Boom. Champ. Boom. Champ. Boom. And a dog. Wow. I thought when, you said, when you said S, I thought you were going to say Snason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jason the Snason. Jason the Snason. If you don't get best, it, best check guess, out yesterday's show. Best yes. guess so far, Jason the Snason. Wow. Uh, so true. But a high bar. Actually, he would probably like, feel, he would probably really like this song. Yeah. He would like oh, this song. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. This is this... what you do when you want to be back to a five-year-old, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the song. This is going to be a fun one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This it is, is going to be a fun one. The The day started off, and it was going to be a good one when we ran into Emmanuel Sanders at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, okay, here we go. Like, yeah. yeah. This yeah. is going to yeah. be a good one. He orders uh, his coffee, and they say, E. We got coffee for E. Yes, which coffee is smart, for E. Which is smart, because then people aren't like, Emmanuel. Oh, that's it. And then, they, no, then he gets bothered. If you're th- it's not like they're like, we have a coffee for Emmanuel Sanders. Super you know? Bowl 50 yeah, champion yeah. Emmanuel yeah. Sanders. You, you get Former Emmanuel. Former NFL <laughs> wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders. Can we all give a round of applause? <laughs> <laughs> but if you're uh, looking at him and you're like, is that Emmanuel Sanders? And they're exactly. like, coffee for E. You're like, yep, it is. But if you're looking at him and you're like, who is that? And they say E. Well, I mean, Emmanuel. Then they might say, oh, oh, that Emmanuel, probably. I got to say, there are so, obviously, at Radio World, there's so many NFL, former NFL superstars here. Some of them yeah. just totally blend in because some of them, like, oh, some yeah. of them are massive. But then uh-huh. others, like Austin Eckler, Colorado guy, yep. uh, it just completely yeah. blends in. Like, you're like, oh, he, you're like, he's right there. And I don't even see him because of, like, the group he's in. He's mm-hmm. the smallest one. Discovered by Andre Simone, famously. That's very yes. true, yes. What yes. was the article? <laughs> Um, like the prospect in the mountains of Colorado you've never heard of or something <laughs> like that. Okay, he's not the only prospect in the mountains of Colorado that you've never heard of. Right, that's oh. true. <laughs> what about, like, the, maybe it was, like, the can't-miss prospect. Yeah. Oh, there we go, there we go. The you can miss some of those. No, I think yeah. the headline was the guy that's going to go undrafted, take Melvin Gordon's job, put him on the Broncos, he's going to fumble, and then he's going wow. to get a massive contract. Austin Eckler really wow. fucked us. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he did, he did. Actually, he? it's Andre's fault for discovering him. Damn it, Andre. Yeah, you're right. He could have been undiscovered. Damn, but then that's sad for Austin. Yeah, Yeah, but he... eh. (laughs) Ryan, we got to represent Colorado guys better. 
It's true. We gotta we, be pulling for him. We love Cheering Austin. for him. Boosting him up. Good for him. Killing it. We are big Chargers guys. So that makes sense too. Oh, don't don't yeah. say that. <laughs> I am a big Super Bowl Fifty guy though. Oh man. And Who won that mm -hmm. game? Uh, the Denver Broncos. The Broncos. We also yes. saw Super Bowl Fifty MVP Von Miller. Oh, today. He's, he's not going to be on the show. He's a little um, busy. Yes, he is. Between him and Coach Prime and Stephen A. Smith, we <laughs> 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 there's there's some names out there today. We we've been walking around and it's like. Dion, Coach Prime, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Thank you, pardon thank me, you. pardon me. Uh, just has massive, uh, a massive group around him. A lot of people watch him, Von Miller's show. And every time we've kind of seen Stephen A. Smith from afar, he is mobbed like no one else. Mm. It's insane. I, like, I don't really get that one. It's not, like, I'm not anti-Stephen A. by any means. I had a moment there where I was, and then I kind of came around, and I'm like, oh, I get he, I get mm -hmm. the thing he's doing, and, yeah. it's, and he's really good at it. He is. Um, but I didn't know it was like that. It's, I mean, a part of it's being, like, the L.A. guy. Like, it's all, like, the entertainment reporters who, like, flock. <clears throat> so it's, like, E tonight or, like, the prime time, not that prime time, but, like, whatever. You know, and so it, you have, yeah. like, the five, like, TMZ-type deals where they, like, swarm and swarm, and they're swarming, so and everybody like, else swarms. say stay off the weed. Exactly. <laughs> it, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Stay on the weed with Jive Hive. Hey. And stay off the roads with Drive Hive. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, um, okay. We have one comment here. Oh. oh only one? Just one? Yes, only one person. Jeez. Oh, Come on, guys. Well, we, we, love that person. No. we love that Let's person. We love that person. Whoever this Everyone's is. Everyone's very excited for today's show. But this one. Everyone is wondering, will Singleton be hunting Henry again today? Uh, Lil Birdie has said that he is back in Colorado. I've noticed you walking with more confidence today. Uh, <laughs> I made it. I am safe. There's nothing he can do. There's nothing he can do. So you're ready to talk some more shit? We're going to hold off on that for now. Smart. <laughs> yeah. Smart. Find us at the DMVR bar. Yeah, well, he, he might be at the DMVR bar. Mm. <laughs> He's been before. He has been before. And he didn't hurt me. That's true, yet. And this podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I already got that. Oh, you already got it. Oh, I'm he proud of you. I'm yeah. proud of you. Yeah, yeah, Dang. Yeah. DraftKings Sportsbook, if, if they existed during Super Bowl 50, Ooh. I would have raked it in. Oh, I would be my wealthy. Goodness. Because what were the Broncos? Seven and a half point dogs? Seven and a half point dogs, and they were the number one seed in the AFC West, and I believe they were plus 700 to win the Super Bowl when the playoffs started. Uh, of course, DraftKings wasn't around yet, so other places had that. I'll never forget getting to Santa Clara and getting to San Francisco, and the first day I went to the Broncos media availability, mm -hmm. and they were just, like, very chill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they were just yeah. calm, yeah. cool, collected. Trevor Simeon. Um, that's calm, cool, collective. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> was that from our guy, Emmanuel? It was from our guy, Emmanuel. <laughs> and then I went to the Panthers, and they were so forced like really trying to give us this cocky like oh we can't be touched and i was like that's not coming off right you guys look really dumb when yep. you act that way and i came back and i'm sitting across the table from paul clee uh from the gazette at the time still the gazette i think still the gazette yeah. yes yeah. Um, yes and i was like paul the broncos are winning this game ah. and he said I was literally about to say the exact same thing to you. Mm. Um, and it was it was really cool to see the Broncos, um, and I hate what this means for this week, mm -hmm. but a team that had been there before just 
act like this is business. Yep. Whereas the Panthers were like, business. look at us. Right. We're yep. in the yep. Super yep. Bowl. Yep. Yep. Uh, Cam Newton, the MVP, the best offense of all time. Yep. yep. But, Even but, someone like Emmanuel Sanders, who you'll see here in a second, is a showman yeah. in, in every sense of the word. Even he was like so just like, yeah, we're here to win a football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was so cool to see. And, you know, um, I remember talking to uh, – uh, who was it? Oh, Josh Norman. I want to say Richard Sherman, but it was Josh Norman uh, about Demarius Thomas. And I was like, you guys have really struggled with big receivers this year. Are you worried about Demarius Thomas? And he was like, why would I ever be scared of Demarius Thomas? Demarius Thomas is nothing, this, that, and the other thing. And then I went to the DT and I was like, dude, this is what Josh Norman just said about you. And he was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess, well, I guess we'll just see what happens on Sunday. Yeah. You know, and it, it was just cool to see that from the Broncos. So should we jump in? Let's do it. Let's, Let's jump hear in. from Super Bowl 50 champ, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders, enjoy. Right here on Radio Row with maybe the most perfect guest we can get <laughs> this week. It's Super Bowl 50 champion. It's Broncos legend. And it's also a guy who's played for Sean Payton, who is the name uh, in the Broncos world right now. E, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How you boys doing? Not bad at all. Yeah. Long time no see. I know, right? Yeah, for real. So I'm just curious. What is it like to play for Sean Payton? What makes him a special coach? You want to know what it's like to play for Sean Payton? Go on my Instagram, Emmanuel Sanders. At Emmanuel Sanders, and look at the last post that I posted. It was a, we had we just won a game with Sean Payton, you know, playing music in Club Dub, and you'll find out what Club Dub is because he's bringing it to, to, to the Broncos, and he's grittying through the locker room, right? Like having fun. He's a player's coach, but also he, he he's one of those guys that pays attention to the details of the game. You're gonna have fun, but you're gonna have to work hard, and he loves to win, and so. Um, you know, when I when I when I heard when we fired Nathaniel Hackett, and I say we because we we are Broncos country. When we fired Nathaniel Hackett, I was like Sean Payton. If we can get Sean Payton, man, that would be that would be beautiful because he's gonna provide consistency. What's up? What's up? What's up? He's gonna provide consistency, and 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 we got our guy. You know, we to me Sean Payton is gonna is is a future Hall of Fame coach. Um, you know, in plan form. Uh, when I was in a huddle, I always felt like he was like two or three plays ahead of the defensive coordinator, mm. right? Where I've been in, in huddles where it was like, man, like he's kind of behind the defensive coordinator. The defensive coordinator has his number. Like I don't recall a time where I felt like a, a defensive coordinator had Sean Payton's number. Um, he knows the game. He studied the game. He's he, he, he's, been, he's been under Bill Parcells, and, uh, man, it was a great job by, by the Broncos, the, um, you know, um, top dogs to go and get a guy like him. Emmanuel, how much can he, Sean Payton, help open up Russell Wilson and use these weapons? Oh, the he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Like, um, for me, like, we're talking about Sean Payton here. We all know the answer. Uh, this is a, a, a future Hall of Fame coach, in my opinion. Um uh, you saw what he did in New Orleans. You know that there's going to be a certain amount of consistent winning. Um, you know, I, I remember when I used to say, you know, like players make coaches. I used to always say that uh, because I was a player. But now, <laughs> now that I got out of the game, like coaches make players. Coaches put players in position to succeed. When I look at, um, you know, Adam Gase and, and I look at that offense, he put me in position to go to the Pro Bowl. He put me in position to win.
I look at Gary Kubiak. Gary Kubiak put me in a position to win a Super Bowl, right, because of the offense and the plays that he called uh, predicated based off what the defense did, right? So coaches make players, and Sean Payton will make Russell Wilson a better player. And if, and if he can't, then it's going to be a problem because now we got to get rid of Russell because at the end of the day, Sean Payton, we've seen time and time again, he put, he's putting play, he's put players in position to succeed. And I, I got a feeling that him and Russell are going to mesh well and it's going to be good for Broncos country. How excited should Jerry Judy be to be a part of this offense? Oh, man, Jerry Judy came on strong, didn't he? Yeah. I actually just yeah. saw Jerry Judy the other day in the airport. Man, that's my guy, man. Um, it's everything. I remember I saw Jerry Judy and we were sitting next to each other at, at um, the Nuggets game. And I told him, I was like, I was like, Jerry, like, don't ever lose your confidence, and I said, don't don't ever forget who you who you are, because what he was doing in college and, and the dynamic playmaker that he maker that he is. I, I told him, I said, right now with the with the play calling in terms of how it is, they're not using you to your full capabilities. You're kind of stagnant. I was like, but imagine if you had like Andy Reid calling you and, and letting Jerry Judy be Jerry Judy, but now he has a play call that's gonna allow him to be him, like. Get Jerry Judy on some sweeps, right? Like tall sweeps. Get the ball in his hands. Let him get his confidence up. And then he's a nightmare for a DB. You see how his releases are. And then you got Cortland Sutton. You got you got Tim Patrick. You got these guys. You got Russell Wilson at quarterback. You know. So Sean Payton has weapons. He has the defense. Uh, we got a uh, we got a great nucleus of guys. We got some good things going in Denver. Only thing for me is, is when I look at the whole big scheme of things is is we got number 15 over uh, that's playing in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only guy that's in the way. I'm like, tired of this guy being in the way, man, because this guy done beat me so many times and never beat me in the Super Bowl with the Niners, and he's a problem, you know, but we got we got to go and get him, you know? We got to go and get him. He's the elephant in the room. When you think back on that night, Super Bowl 50, Santa Clara, what memories stick out to you from that? What what What's the lasting memory that you think of when you think of that night? Man, that last uh, shot of tequila, man. I yeah. <laughs> no, that's what you don't remember. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was the last thing I remember. <laughs> no, uh, man, it was just a beautiful night, man. I remember grabbing my son after the game, uh, man, and, and just my, all my dreams coming true. You know what I mean? Like, And then I remember the parade. I remember the smiles on people's faces. Um, I never really I – did, I did it for me, but I also did it for my family. But – I fell in love with Broncos country. I retired a Bronco. Um, and just knowing that the people that was in the stadium wearing those Broncos jerseys, they left that stadium prideful. And the people at home and all over the world, how we how we literally brought joy into their lives and a memory of a lifetime. We all remember that, you know what I mean? And we all have a bond because of that. And it's just a beautiful thing. Emmanuel, along those lines, you, Vaughn, a lot of former Broncos say we. Even when you've moved on, you go to another team, Vaughn's and you, you keep talking about Broncos country is we. Yeah, yeah. Why, why is that? What is it about? Broncos country because, and the Broncos. Because if, 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 if Keith Talib walked in here and uh, Von Miller walked in here or Peyton Manning walked in here or like any other guys, Chris Harris walked in here, TJ Ward walked in here, and I see him over there and we make eye contact, we look at each other, and the first thing that we think is, man, we, we did it. You know what I mean? Like, we did it. Like, we got a bond forever. Like, we're going to have an anniversary here soon. They said it was seven years, but coming up it's a decade gonna be coming soon and then two decades gonna come and I might have a great beard at some point and might have a hunch in my back and I'm saying we hey we, hey, we did it and my boy TJ might be here saying we did it we locked in for life man we did it
That's awesome, right, man. man. Yeah. Hey, appreciate you. Right, appreciate Thank you. you so much, man. All right, y'all take care, man. That was good. It's so good. That was good Let's stuff. Go, man. He's so good. What a perfect person to be on this podcast. Yes. Super Bowl 50 champion on Super Bowl 50 day. Played under Sean Payton. Yes. Who, in case you haven't heard, Broncos new head coach. Yes. He, he, and he had some great insights and, and some strong takes about it. And I love yeah. that, you know, sometimes these guys kind of want to play, uh, stay on the fence when it comes mm -hmm. to these things. He was not shy of just giving his opinion and essentially saying, Sean Payton is going to fix Russell Wilson. Yep. Hall of Fame coach, and that's what Hall of Fame coaches do. And we know that he helped uh, turn Drew Brees into a Hall of Famer because he's a Hall of Famer. Now it's going to be his job to turn Russell Wilson back into the Hall of Famer that he is. Got You want to check your texts? Yep, I did. Okay, we're good? We're good. We're good. All right, sounds good. We got um, one guest coming on today that is not a Denver Bronco. It's true. But has good Denver Broncos ties. He's big time. Let's is, say that. He is big time. Um, just what, what was the biggest thing that stuck out to you from Emmanuel? Well, just how, how much he connects with the players, how much Sean Payton connects with the players, uh, despite being this, uh, he, he's kind of a player's coach, but can also uh, crack down when he needs to. And Club Dub. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders loves what Sean Payton has done in terms of the culture, and that's just something huge because the Broncos, they, they kind of haven't been able to uh, balance the, okay, someone really strict like Vic Fangio or someone super fun like Nathaniel Hackett. Sean Payton does seem to be a good middle. Yeah, I this is probably the least interesting part to some of the others who are listening, but when he was talking about sitting courtside with Jerry, that was interesting to me because I talked to Jerry about that and how it was just uh, a total luck that they were sitting next to each other. Eh, other side of the story is kind of fun. There you go. Yep. All right. We are ready for our next guest here. Uh, friend of the program now. Uh, Tom <laughs> Pelissero. Big, Big time. time. Tom. What's up, fellas? Thanks What's so much for hopping on. I'm here. Yeah, it's, what are you guys doing? It's amazing here, isn't it? I mean, you're like... You text me booth ninety eight. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> what? I'm like just looking, hoping I'm going to recognize somebody. Every, everyone's been talking about it, like they know the numbers. I have no idea either. Yeah, I, I, we, I don't know. You don't know north, south, east, west in here. There's no windows. No, that's, true. <laughs> no. that's a good point. But it's fun. I, I like seeing you know, obviously running into players and agents and other people here that I know. It's also funny just always seeing like the players run into each other. If you think about it, like they don't just like you guys don't run into other radio hosts. I don't run into right. like people from other TV networks. Mm -hmm. Everybody's in one place. And there's just like these chance passing encounters. Um, it's just a, it's a, it's a cool environment, and players actually seem to have fun yeah. with their media yeah. obligations here, which is you know not always the case other places. <laughs> we, this is our Super Bowl 50 show, so we're bringing in a, a couple of guys from that Broncos team. Do, do you have any lasting memories of, of that that Super Bowl? I mean. Vaughn Miller coming to the podium uh, barefoot, I believe. <laughs> I believe that was that was the case. Um, yeah, I mean that was a. Uh, uh, they all kind of run together now, but yeah. I mean certainly, yeah, that was a memorable Super Bowl. You know, Peyton's arm really wasn't what it used to be mm -hmm. at that point, so he just kind of had this little pop gun thing. He'd missed all that time. Osweiler had kept him on track, and then. You know, he just kind of gutted it out. Like, he put his entire body into throws mm -hmm. just to get the ball out there. I just remember watching it, and that was not, you know, Peyton Manning was one of the greatest players of all time, and he, you know, ran the game. He was still running the game. It just was such a task for him to get the football out, but yeah, that was part of what made him great. You know, even though that was a team that was very much driven by that defense, mm -hmm. um, 
And that was the one against the Panthers. Yeah. Yep. That Super Bowl. Yep. So my other memory of this was, so you remember when Cam Newton walked off the podium? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep. So that was my fault. Uh, oh, so, wow. Well, I shouldn't say it, not entirely my fault. It was the fault of the people who decided it was a good idea to have the two media rooms separated by a sheet. Yes, like basically what you're sitting in yeah. front of. Correct. That's all it was. It was like one big hall. And so I asked Chris Harris Jr. TVs, Chris Harris Jr. Yeah. about, you know, it looked like, you know, you were playing it this way. It looked like you were playing to, just to stop the run. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what kind of was the philosophy going in? He just goes, yeah, it was make them throw the ball. Make them throw the ball. Oof. Cam's on the other side <laughs> listening to it, Oof. to the answer to my question. Yep. And that's when he's like, peace out. I'm done. <laughs> yes. yeah. It's so funny because I was watching that press conference and I saw Cam storm off, and I was like, that didn't make sense based on the question he was being asked for him to be upset with that. And you could play it back, and you could hear Chris Harris Jr. in the background being like, yeah, we wanted him to throw. We didn't think yeah, Cam could throw Can you throw the ball? Can <laughs> yeah. you throw the ball? That's what Chris yeah. Harris was saying. I mean, it was apparent. You know, and Cam, I mean, Cam was the MVP that yeah, year. Yes. He had an unbelievable season. By far the best he had thrown the ball in his career. But basically they sold out to say you're not going to run on us. You are not going to do all those the design quarterback runs. Obviously they had good backs on that team. You're just you're not going to beat us that way. You know, let's see what you can do. They played man coverage all game, if I remember correctly, and basically just stacked the box and you know, it, it was effective. It was a you know pretty dominant performance. Yeah, and and since then Super Bowl Fifty, the Broncos have tried to figure out the next Peyton Manning or the answer at quarterback. They've tried to get their next head coach, and now it seems like with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, that's going to be their combination moving forward. But specifically with Sean Payton, uh, what 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 does he bring to this Broncos team that's going to be able to to be their coach for so long? Sean's really really smart particularly with offense. I mean, he's got a, a knack for it. He's found ways with, you look through all the, obviously he had Drew Brees. Drew Brees wasn't Drew Brees when Sean right. got him. Mm-hmm. He was a very good quarterback, but, you know, big questions about his uh, shoulder and everything else. And you've had all these different, you know, kind of parts come through. You know, with Sean, it's always, he's always had a back, you know, some type of a, usually like a back who can do stuff in space, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the Darren Sproles type of role. He's always had that big-bodied target, which was, you know, it was Jimmy Graham, mm-hmm. and it was uh, Marcus Colston. Michael Thomas would probably fit that category, too. And then you yep. need somebody who can burn. You know, you needed a, a really fast receiver as well. Um, so, you know, does he feel like he has those parts in Denver? Are they going to be doing some maneuvering through the offseason? I would certainly anticipate that the roster is going to look, you know, different than what it has. You know, they've got a, you know, you got Javante Williams there, who's going to be coming off an injury, but is a really, really good back oh, yeah. um obviously you know one of the best young players uh in the league you know what do they do you know at the receiver spots with uh, with judy and Cortland sutton like there's there's decisions that are going to have to be made here but i i just think with sean you know even though at this point you know he's 59 when he took the saints job i think he was 43 yeah. you know he's in a different stage of his life and he kind of stepped away and he needed that he needed that time away but i think it was obvious watching that press conference the other day he wants this he wants to come back and win. He wants to be the first coach to win a Super Bowl in two different places. And, you know, you go back to New Orleans when he got there in 06. Obviously, they had Hurricane Katrina. They had other things that were complicating factors, but they had no history of winning. Nothing sustained. They had never had sustained success. And he implemented that. Mm-hmm. And they did. You know, there were there were some tough years in there, obviously. And I think that that's inevitable when you're in a place that long. But, you know, he... He created something. In Denver, you've got a winning culture. You've got Lombardi's in the lobby. You've you've had recent success. But, you know, you heard him say the culture is going to be completely different. He means that. And he is going to 
you know, change a lot of different things at every level of the organization. I know he joked about the, you know, there's this myth that I'm going to, you know, I can't remember what he said, like be a dictator. <laughs> tyrant. Or yeah. Tyrant. <laughs> you know, and it's not, I don't think it's that, but he, he does want to He does want to mm -hmm. do things his way, and that was not going to be for everyone. You know, mm -hmm. that's just the, the structure was not going to be for everyone. But obviously Greg Penner um, saw what he wanted in Sean Payton, and George Payton's the one who got the deal done. Yep. And so, you know, we'll we'll see where it goes from here, but it's going to be fun to watch. Speaking of George Payton, Sean had a lot of control uh, over the roster and those sort of things in New Orleans. Now he's coming in, working with George Payton. How do you think that dynamic is going to work? George Payton is a really smart guy. He's worked with a lot of different people. He's worked with challenging personalities uh, at times in his career. And, you know, he's one of the most universally respected, not just you know, personnel evaluators, but just guys in the league. Like, you f would really struggle. There's other GMs who people, you know, <laughs> somebody's going to be like, I hate that guy. Nobody says that <laughs> right, about George Payton. Right, right. So I, I think that, you know, it'll be fine. And George will, you know, operate the way that Sean wants to mm -hmm. operate. I think that that's, you know, certainly. I mean, George worked with, you know, Nick Saban in Miami. Like, he's worked with yeah. strong personalities before. I don't really see that being an issue. You know, we'll just kind of see how the, the dynamics play out. But, you know, Sean's, Sean's, he's the head coach, and that comes with, you know, a lot of um, him putting his fingerprints across the organization. Do you think with Russ and Sean in place, they have the pieces to snap the losing streak that they have against the Chiefs? Of course, we're watching the Chiefs again in another Super Bowl, which isn't thrilling for Broncos country. But do you think these are the pieces that can lead the Broncos to compete with them? It depends which Russell Wilson yeah. Sean Payton's able to bring out. I mean, the Russ we saw last year was just not anything close to what they had you know, seen in the past. And you really got to go back to 2020, the first half of that season, to see Russ at kind of you know, peak Russ level. Because then you know, the second half of the season, he had some turnovers. They kind of went back to the run first thing. 2021, he was impacted by the, you know, the finger, whatever yep. the, yeah. the deal was, the broken finger, you know, which was a significant injury. And then this past year, it just it never worked. The whole thing didn't work. Um, and I don't think that that falls at the feet, you know, entirely of George Payton or Nathaniel Hackett or anybody else there. Right. It just it was not the right fit. Yeah. Sean, I mean, you heard his comments on being asked about having his own, you know, Russ having his people in the building and all those mm -hmm. things. Does not sound like that's something that's going to fly. And again, this is what it, where it is. It's not being a tyrant. It's Sean saying, we don't do that here. Right. Mm -hmm. And so how those two kind of fit together, I think it's probably a good thing for us to, uh, coming off a year like that, to have somebody who is going to you know, maybe be a little bit different in terms of how they coach him mm -hmm. than what Hackett was, which is, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett's a, he's a really good football coach, and he's mm -hmm. going to go to the Jets, and they're probably going to be really good because they got a lot of good young weapons. Mm -hmm. he, he's all positive energy. I think what you saw last year was, you know, with Russ, he needs to be checked sometimes. Yep. And, you know, that's absolutely going to happen. Um, do they have, a, you know, enough to compete with the Chiefs? I think it's going to depend on a lot of other things. I mean, you look at the drafts, and I know that, you know, they're short on picks right now from the Russ trade, but, I mean, it's, it's hard to argue with what the Broncos have done in the draft the last couple of years since George Payton got there. They got some really good core mm -hmm. pieces, you know. And, and, I again, I anticipate that the roster is going to continue to evolve. So sitting here in February and talking about it, Let's see six, eight, 12 weeks from now what the roster looks like and then kind of go from there. What should the standards be this season? What, what should Broncos fans look for? You know, obviously coming off of a five-win season, you can see the coaching will improve. The quarterback play has a real chance to improve. They have all those injuries. Should, should the expectation be to 
to compete for the playoffs, to get into the playoffs, or is that a little bit too lofty coming off of five wins? You went and you hired Sean Payton, and you paid him a lot of money, and you traded <laughs> yeah. draft picks yeah. for him, and last year you traded draft picks for Russell Wilson <laughs> and players. Uh, yeah, you should absolutely be expecting to go to the playoffs. And let's not overlook, too, I mean, the injuries last year. I, I don't know, I mean, to what extent that would have impacted how Russ played and everything else, but, I mean, you guys know the list. Tim Patrick goes yeah. down the first week of camp, who's an underrated player that nobody talks about nationally, but he's really, really good. You have basically the whole offensive line is hurt. Mm -hmm. Garrett Bowles suffers a season-ending injury. Javante Williams is one of the best young running backs, suffers a season-ending injury. The defense, Randy Gregory, basically doesn't play almost the entire year. I mean, the, the list goes on from there. You know, if you can stay healthy, and they're going to make some changes here, obviously the strength and conditioning staff is going to look different. They're going to they're going to do some things, um, you know, differently here. I think that absolutely the standard should be you're trying to compete for the playoffs. And that's not to say it's an end-all, be-all. You need to win the Super Bowl this year or the whole thing's a failure. But, you know, remember this with Russell Wilson. Everybody talks about, you know, it's a three-year full guarantee in his contract. The trigger on picking up the fourth year is after this year. Yep. And so if you're going to have an out with Russell Wilson's contract, it's going to come after this season. So this is a big year for Russell Wilson. I mean, he may well go out there and be a Pro Bowl quarterback this season. Yeah. And that's not, you know, using the standard of, like, the ten different guys from each conference who were Pro Bowl quarterbacks. <laughs> going. I think like, you were actually a Pro Bowl quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. I was right behind Snoop Huntley. I was the ninth all um, But it's, yeah, I mean, if Russ, if Russ plays the way that he can and the way that we historically have seen him, and maybe, you know, he takes a step back and can self-evaluate a little bit here, which it sounds like he's going to do, come back and be ready to do whatever Sean Payton asks of you, they've got a chance, they've got a chance to be good. And that's in, not just about Sean, it's not just about Russ, it's about they've got a lot of really good pieces, and it's a matter of bringing the thing together. Tom, my last one for you. Thanks so much for coming on with us. Uh, you talk about the future of quarterbacks in the AFC West with Russ. We know who the Chiefs and Chargers quarterback is. What do you think's going to going to happen with the Raiders quarterback to kind of round out this division? Well, the first step will be next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern when we uh, know you know Derek Carr's future. Yeah, it's going to be challenging for them to to get him to agree to a trade. But he you know was on a visit with New Orleans, and that's certainly a place that's got a lot of allure for him. Um, otherwise, you know, odds are no other team has agreed to framework of a trade, so he hasn't been allowed to talk to any other team if and when he's released next week he would be able to talk to everyone, and so we'll see what direction that goes. I would be stunned if he's back with the Raiders. Yeah. I think that ship has sailed. Tom Brady was something that was going to make a lot of sense with yeah. the connections to Josh and, and Dave Ziegler there, uh, but that's as far as we're aware. <laughs> right now. Uh, not Smart. a possibility. You know, I, people want to bring up Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It's not impossible. I mean, they're, that's another team that, I mean, they put a lot into building that thing last year and, mm -hmm. you know, making the Devontae Adams trade and signing Chandler Jones. This is not going to be a blow-it-up reboot type of thing. Mm -hmm. I, I would not anticipate. I saw Josh Jacobs over here earlier. Yeah. We were talking a little bit. I mean, I think that, you know, if he's not there, I'd be shocked. You know, they'll <laughs> tag him if they can't work out a deal. But a long way to get to the point of, you know, in terms of the quarterback position, they got a lot of options, I believe. It's a matter of who's going to play the position the way that Josh wants him to. Uh, it, it would certainly set up as being a veteran somewhere. Jimmy Garoppolo is the other one that's got a natural connection to those guys. I certainly think you will hear a lot about that, because you know that Tom Brady is, as far as we're aware, <laughs> <laughs> off the table. Um, but, I mean, th this is going to be a wild quarterback offseason, man. Last year was nuts, all the trades. Look at it right now. Tell me how many teams in the league you're 100% confident we know who their week one starting quarterback is. It's less than half, yeah. and that's going to... 
That's going to be some long days and nights for me. And, uh, <laughs> it's, a, right. it's a really good point. And, and just super quick, uh, if Aaron Rodgers is go, goes to the Raiders, it's going to be the same conversation everyone had last year. Is this the best quarterback division of all time? And we, we kind of know how it played out this past year. But. Yep. Last thing, what is the best body of water, rivers, lakes, or oceans? Lakes. Yeah, this one's not oh, fair. Let's let's go. Go. This, this, let's one's, go. this one's not fair. Tom, where do you live? I live in Minnesota. Exactly. Let's go. Yeah, not, guy, not fair. He gets it. Lakes <laughs> are the best. Yeah. All right, thanks, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for coming on, Tom. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. There we go. Great insights. Uh, and we really appreciate Tom for coming on. We with do. Us. Thanks, Tom. All right. Let's keep it rolling here. Yeah. Super Bowl 50 show. Um, I love that he asked the question that got yeah, uh, that got Cam Newton off the podium. Although <laughs> it wasn't directly wow. his fault, I agree that the fault yeah. was uh, of whoever set that up. Couldn't have happened without him. All right, I gotta text our next guest. So you guys talk. Athletic Greens. <laughs> Let's Ooh. talk about uh, Cam. Probably woke up the next morning and was like, "Man, I don't feel good." One, because I walked off the podium. Two. Because my body hurts a lot mm -hmm. from Von Miller, Demarcus Ware, Malik Jackson, Derek Wolf, just hitting me over and over. And over. TJ Ward mm -hmm. maybe even mm -hmm. got a hit on him. I don't think Emmanuel Sanders did. Not that game. I would be probably pretty surprised. Yeah, yeah. probably yeah. not. But no. he woke up the next day and said, man, I need to feel better. Turn mm -hmm. to Athletic Greens because if you are a professional athlete, I know a lot of professional athletes use Athletic Greens. I also know a lot of Normal humans use Athletic Greens, and we all use Athletic Greens. Which one do we follow? Normal human, professional athlete? Professional athlete. Professional athlete, yeah, yeah. Athlete. So we yep. use it. You need to use it to become a professional athlete like us. Check out athleticgreens.com slash Broncos. You're going to get five free travel packs and one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D by going to athleticgreens.com slash Broncos. And what you get with Athletic Greens is you get 75 vitamins and minerals, probiotics, so much to help your body is jam-packed in one scoop that you put in in the morning and it's less than a cup of coffee and they have over less than a cup of coffee a day per cause and it's less they have over 7,000 five-star reviews wow. so so many people love them check them out athleticgreens.com slash broncos you know what else uh, cam newton was uh was doing that next day after the super bowl oh boy calling someone i think he might have been calling bacchus and shanker he got hit after hit after hit after hit and if you have been hit by somebody in a, in a with a car or a truck or a bike or with a scooter whatever if you were in an accident and it was not your fault you should be calling bacchus and shanker because they will get you money to repair you after that uh, after that accident um they have won over a billion dollars for their clients in colorado they have over 30 attorneys on staff they have offices across the state and they serve the entire state of colorado best part they will not ask for any money until they win your case you can go in uh you, you can have a consultation here if they want to take your case if they, th they think you have a case uh and and if you if you do they'll bring you in they'll win you your money and then you'll pay them if uh, if they if they don't think so, then you don't have to pay them a dime until the ver or in that case never, but until they win you their money. So call them at two 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 two. If you've been in a car wreck, a motorcycle accident, whatever, Bacchus and Shanker wins. 
All right. Speaking of winning. Speaking Super of winning. Speaking of winning. Oh my oh the ring. It's blinding. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Ryan, that's the hey. size of my wow. hand, you know baby. It's good to be with my <laughs> yeah. brothers. Yeah. My go. family. Speaking of winning, congrats. DMVR. Just stop kicking ass, man. <laughs> oh. Come on. Just wow. stop it, man. They gotta catch up to you. Hey. You guys should be wearing belts, the Denver media belt. Just like <laughs> just right there. Uh, <laughs> Man, Ryan, great to have you on. Uh, great to have a third Ryan on the set. Yes. You know, yeah. we're, we're taking over. Yes. Um, we are doing our Super Bowl 50 special today. Mm -hmm. We okay. had Emmanuel on. We've got you on. We talked a little about Super Bowl 50 with Tom Pelissero. We're having TJ Ward on uh, uh, after this. Love my brothers. Dip what? DeMarcus is going to hopefully get inducted to the Hollywood. Oh, yes. 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 What sticks out to you? I mean, when you hear Super Bowl 50, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? My teammates. Just the most amazing teammates I'd ever played with. Um, you know, there's 1,600 players in the NFL every year, and only 53 become champions. You know, statistically insignificant amount of players become immortalized. And it's because they are willing to fail. They're willing to learn. They're willing to grow. And on that Super Bowl 50 team, we had a lot of guys that have figured out, hey, for a long time, your individual success matters most. But then at a certain point, it's about the collective success, and everybody was on board, showing up, having fun. We had a lot of fun, too, but when I think of Super Bowl 50, I think about the greatest team I'd ever been on. How does that happen? Is it, is it coaching? Is it just something goes around the locker? Is it a player? How, how does that mesh happen? Coaching, players, uh, GMs bringing in the right guys. You know, I think it's really hard to win a game um, in, in the playoffs with players who haven't been there before. You know, like one of one of the things in the game, Super Bowl 50, the first play of the game, Peyton leaned in. He goes, hey, guys, breathe. Okay, breathe. And 10 other guys mm. just, <gasps> you know, because like, you know? he knew. Good like, point. You, know, you get tight. Like, you feel that immortality. You, you can literally smell the goal you've been dreaming of since you first put on a football jersey. Um, so we had the perfect mix of youth. And that was willing to work and veterans who knew I was one of those veterans I wasn't gonna get many more opportunities to win a Super Bowl I'm going all in I didn't have my family in on Fridays right they, yeah. they came on mm. Saturday I, I took care of my body and I just put everything into it and then coaching too. I mean Gary Kubiak was a phenomenal coach he put a phenomenal coaching staff together um, and, and and coach Kubiak also listened to players mm. he would listen to players during the game he would set things up for us it, it was an amazing amazing team you know Peyton Manning is obviously an incredible quarterback, but that season he wasn't quite what he was the the few years before. You mean he wasn't a Super Bowl champion? He, he was. was a Super Bowl champion. So he was. So he was better than he was before. Right? Right. In some ways, yes. But was there a moment when you looked at him and you were like, oh, this is he's missing a couple throws. You know, that there are a couple more interceptions. At what point in the season do you see that or do you not see that at all? You know, Everybody makes mistakes mm -hmm. on the football field, and and the to be a champion, you got to be accountable for yourself. And you know, one of the, the thing for us, I mean, it's funny to me because Peyton, people say Peyton wasn't the same. Well, he lost. Did you want that Peyton? Because I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted the winning Peyton. And mm. one of the things consistently through the year, we even his first play in that San Diego game, he came back in. We had a run to the right. We had a pass, check a run to the right. And he checked it to a run to the left, and we got 12 yards. You know what I mean? It's just he did those things all the time. We were playing the Browns and uh, in, in Cleveland. He had thrown an interception the previous play, and then he gets back in the huddle. He goes, Emmanuel, if, you're, if it's man-to-man, -man, I'm throwing it to you for a touchdown. Sure enough, threw it to Emmanuel and a touchdown. So he called out plays. He changed plays. 
He believed in us by changing plays that we weren't prepared for. And, and so I, I, I vehemently disagree, or I agree. Uh -huh. He was not what he was because he was a Super Bowl champion, and he was that the entire mm. season. Love that. Uh, we've kind of told the story secondhand from, you know, hearing accounts from people like you, but I don't know if we've ever had someone from the source tell the story of the speeches that were told the night before that game. Uh, can you tap into that for us? Um, no. <laughs> you got to earn that, man. That's in, that's in the vault. I'll tell you this. Gary Kubiak, before every game on Saturday nights or Sunday night, if we had a Monday, would play what we called Saturday slappies, just fail videos that made us laugh. Uh, they had Aqib Tlaib on a roller coaster screaming his guts out. You know, um, they had different players afraid of things. They had Wade Phillips dancing at his daughter's wedding. It was awful. Um, so we had fun like that. Um, the biggest speech, I believe, though, of that season was before um, Pittsburgh, and, and it was DeMarcus Ware who talked. Actually, it may have been before New England, He's, and he came in. He had a suitcase, and I was like, I don't know. Is he leaving, going home tonight? Who knows? <laughs> so he starts talking. He unzips his suitcase, and he slams down a Lombardi trophy, and he said, they want to take this from us. Mm -hmm. And he goes through and names 30 different players on how they stepped up at different points of the year. They're, they're trying to take this from us, and this is ours to take. And it was just, that was it. That was it. We just set the moment, getting the chills now. I mean, it was Me too. It, in another example of how a fantastic leader and teammate made a message and delivered it. It was amazing. Man. That's why he should, one of the reasons why he should be a Hall of Famer tonight. <laughs> one of the, reason 3,792. <laughs> yes, yes. And, of course, that night ended with you guys becoming the champions and getting the ring. How often do you wear the ring? Is this something you only break out? You know, when you see us or is it something you, you, you wear all the time? Um, I wear it on broadcasts. I do a ton of corporate speaking, and I wear it then. Um, uh, and other than that, you know, it's in the it's in the G5 classified location behind the vaults. <laughs> and sharks with the lasers on their head, you know. So, But it's something that it never gets old. I, every time I look at it, I think about the first time when we opened up the cases, just how absolutely beautiful it is. Didn't know I loved diamonds as much as I do, <laughs> uh, and I really love free diamonds. So. <laughs> but um, not know, free. That was uh, yeah, yeah. Ten years, nine surgeries. Yeah. yeah. No. But um, you know, immediately after that game, it's you're a wave of emotions. One of them is just complete joy. I'm hugging Malik Jackson. I can see it and feel it now. And I turned. So I knew where my family was. There's all this confetti, and I walked towards that area. And it's like I went through the wormhole. I didn't know which way was up, which way was down. <laughs> and I came out on the other side. My family was there. And I went back and celebrated with my teammates. We're on the stage. Everybody's grabbing confetti. And, you know, and then when we're leaving, it's like, oh, yeah, we got a shower. Like, and oh, by the way, I need to eat, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? So uh, we're leaving. I see Tim Cook on the sidelines. We took a photo from, you know, Tim Cook from Apple. Yeah. Um, and then when we, we did the media and everything, and there's like 500 people in the locker room. You're changing, you know. But then we got to the after party, and it was funny because all the family and friends were just going nuts. You know, Florida was playing. But for us, all the guys who played in the game, we were by the buffet. We were like, hey, let's eat. So, so our, our party started about, you know, 35 minutes after we got there so we could eat. That's awesome, man. What's it like being here this week? You know, you have TJ walking around and Vaughn's walking around. Yeah. And I'm not sure who else is going to show up here. Emmanuel was here. Yeah. But it's got to be cool just to be at a Super Bowl and see all these guys. Well, it's like when you guys see each other in different places, mm -hmm. right? It, it's your brother. You know, you know them. And whatever they're doing is different, you know, and you're happy for them. You know, I saw Emmanuel... Yesterday, he got up from his business meeting, came over, gave me daps and hugs, and we talked about being a father mm -hmm. and, and what life's like after football. I was texting with DeMarcus before, you know, coming to the road today. So 
those are my brothers, and I love them. I love every single one of them, and, and we smile every time we see each other because there's so many memories that come back, little things that people didn't see and things we know about each other, about what we're willing to do for each other, and there's a lot of I love yous when we see each other. Mm. You've got so much going on now. You know, you've, you've done yeah. so many cool things after football. Give you know, our listeners a, a little bit of an idea of what, what you're up to these days. Yeah, I'll be on the pre-halftime and post-game show for Westwood One on Sunday. Let's so, go. so I'll be on the cool. other side of the uh, the white lines for that game. Um, and I'm on CBS, CBS Sports HQ, and you can always check me out, RyanHarris68.com, or on Instagram, RyanHarris underscore 68. And Ryan, before we let you go, the question we ask everyone—it's the most important one. <laughs> The Eagles. Rivers, no, <laughs> Rivers, Lakes. Yeah, yeah, that's welcome here. Rivers, lakes, or oceans? Which one's the best body of water? Come on, man, you're talking to a surfer, bro. Oh, let's go! Oh, that's my man. Audience. Know your audience. <laughs> Pura vida, man. Las olas. There you go. There you go. All right. Another one for oceans. Oceans baby. Wow. still way behind lakes, but catching up. Catching yeah, up. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate man. It, boys. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Ryan. Yep. I'll see you. Great around. to see you, bro. Right. There he is, Ryan Harris. Super Bowl 50 champion with some incredible oh, stories. Oh, yes. baby. I mean, he was he was uh, getting giving me goosebumps. I know. Recalling the stories he could retell. I was like, man, is he about to get emotional? And I was like, no, that's me. I'm I'm the one that's <laughs> about to get emotional. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty sweet. Uh, and, you know, one thing he didn't talk about is the way that line held up. Uh, through, uh, you know, they went through mm -hmm. a lot uh, that season. And, you know, you had Evan Mathis coming in mm -hmm. right before the season started. You had Lou Vasquez, you know, from top to bottom. Um, that line, I don't think anyone would have said, like, oh, most talented line in the league or anything along those lines. No. But, man, it felt like they really held up. They held up in that game. Um, he didn't want to say it, but Peyton Manning was not himself anymore. Uh, and he was even slightly less mobile uh, than he was even a couple years before. Uh, and they blocked the run super well. Uh, and, and when they needed to, when they needed a third and seven, they gave Peyton enough time. I just I love how he answered the question about Peyton, though, because yeah. it's something that really is never brought up or, or thought about. Just that he still was that winner. Mm -hmm. And we talk about when we talk about Peyton in the glory days, we're not talking about how he's making Patrick Mahomes type of throws. We mm -hmm. talk about how he diagnosed the yep. line, knew what the defense was going to do. Kind of like Emmanuel said, he's three or four plays ahead of the defense. Yep. That's kind of what Peyton Manning, uh, when he was talking about Sean Peyton, that's kind of what Peyton Manning was like in the game as he was a couple of plays ahead of what the defense was going to do. And he mentioned it. You still had Peyton's mind in that game exactly. and gave that one example of how, you know, the first run, he checked it to the left and goes for 12 yards and just how much belief that then gives the rest of the team moving forward. So, I mean, what fantastic insight. Yeah, I mean, it, it is really interesting because what is Peyton Manning best at? Making good decisions. Like, the guy's a genius and he does a lot of things well, but it just means that the odds change a bit in your head. When you're sitting there and thinking like, ah, oh, which one's going to be the better play? Me, me throwing the slant or, or just handing off to CJ? Yeah, maybe, maybe that last season, it's, it's handed off to CJ just a little bit more. But to be able to figure all that out and figure out how to put a team in the best possible situation, it, there, there was nobody better. It, uh, Tom Brady's pretty good, too. But, but Peyton Manning, there's nobody better than Peyton Manning. 
Totally. I'm, I'm working on our next guest here, so ho hold it down for me for a second. <laughs> <laughs> taking pic, taking selfies? No, I, I don't know if that's an next guest. They're asking for help on how to find the table. <laughs> See, it wasn't that easy, I right? Know, I was trying Tom, to guide yo, Tom P. Tom, was uh, a, big, he didn't big like Tom. your directions. No, bro. he did not. Well, what did you say to him? I told them table number 98 because that's what everyone has told oh, us yeah. here. There's it's a little like, piece of tape, your table. 98 underneath the uh, soundboard yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, you can yeah, yeah. And so I just thought everyone knew, but no, it's not. Uh, no. Everyone doesn't know that universally. There's like some sort of secret map around here. Yeah, there must be. Yeah. Um, with uh, with 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 the insight that we've got today from Emmanuel, from Tom, from Ryan Harris, it what something that's so cool is just how it, it is a we, and it's always going to be a we. Ryan Harris said, you know, it's it's the love that uh, they, they always say, I love you when they see each other. Yep. It's always that bond. And that is what makes this week so cool and big and special. And he boiled it down, 1,600 players, 53 become champions. It's a small percentage, and you are not guaranteed to be there ever again, nope. potentially. And so that's what makes it where, you know, the world comes here. There's 128 different media outlets coming here, and the game is just the, the biggest sporting event in the world. It really is. And I think it's one of the beautiful things about sports, um, how these guys who all come from different backgrounds and different cities and different parts of the country, maybe even different countries, all come together, um, and they're bonded immediately just by being teammates. But when a team makes it to the mountaintop like that, it's just different. It's forever, uh, you know, and, and like you said, you know, you might see an old teammate if you didn't win a championship together and, you're, you know, you're waving from them across the room. If you see a, a fellow champion, you know, hugs are in order. Uh, and, and I've seen it, you know, with multiple Broncos teams. You see it with the Buffs teams. Like, it's just cool and, and a special part of winning that championship that maybe isn't appreciated until five, ten years after mm -hmm. it happens. Because right. they all lived out their dreams together at the exact same time after putting in all that work together. It's crazy to think about. I mean, what, Ryan Harris, probably 30, 32, when, when he won that Super Bowl. That means that it was probably two and a half decades after he first started playing flag football back in the day to work that hard and have that be your identity and then to finally do what it was all about at the exact same time that all these people you've worked so hard with I mean, that, that's just a crazy combination to have. And if you want the Eagles to have this bond for the rest of their life, to take it away from the Chiefs so they don't get it, check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, and you can bet on the Super Bowl over there. Place a bet on the Eagles. I believe they're still minus one and a half, so pretty much a pick -em game. If you want, mm -hmm. I saw someone in Vegas, guys, put a $1 million bet on the Eagles wow. to win the Super Bowl, minus 125 odds. That is a ton of money. Let's just say you want to put five bucks down. Put $5 down on the Eagles, and guess what they're going to give you? 200 free dollars in bonus bets, which then you can use on the Super Bowl. You can use on so many other games as well. You want to bet on Navs, Nuggets, uh, any sport that's going on in the entire world, you can do it with our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And make sure to check them out for Super Bowl because they are also going to give you a 100% profit boost on the same game parlay. So check them out. Use that promo code DNVR when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook. And make sure to see our show notes for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Void in Ohio. Use that code DNBR. And if you need some Broncos gear, head over to FOCO. 
They have uh, they have just about everything you could think of. They've got the cups and the tumblers and the mugs and the the Christmas tree ornaments and the the a whole bunch of different clothes that go on like the top half or the bottom half or on your head, whatever. So many different awesome things from Foco. And if you use the code DNVR, then you can actually get 10% off when you order from Foco. That's 10% off all non-presale items. There's a link in the description of this YouTube video. There's a link in the description of this podcast. So if you need some Broncos gear, I think there still might be some Super Bowl 50 stuff on there too. There might be some Super Bowl 50 bobbleheads at Foco. Mm. So go check that stuff out. Uh, Foco.com. Links, like like I said, use the code DMVR for 10% off. All right, guys, I got a question for you. Mm. Speaking of Austin Eckler, you mentioned him earlier in the show. Andre Simone. We we had uh, Bradley (laughs) Chubb when we were talking uh, to a guest early. We had Bradley Chubb walk by. Micah Parsons was just right Mm -hmm. here. There are so the guests are heating up, as you can see on the show. Yes. We're just loaded Mm -hmm. with guests. Got a couple more coming. But I have a question for both of you. Yes. We talk about how... Rivers, lakes, or oceans. I got to go Oceans. Yeah, oceans. Um, No. The question (laughs) is, uh, they talk about when you win the Super Bowl, you're bonded forever. That's when it becomes love. It becomes brothers. You have that for... You have the reunions. What do we have to do to get get this bond? Mm. Or just nothing. You just never want the bond Go McAfee it? No. Oh. Like we get, can get like the millions of dollars. Ah, when wow. we're on the other it's side of the fence. It's all about money for him. Yeah, yeah. Right next to, I mean, I mean, that's how you win, right? That's it's all how you about win. money and Chiefs, man. We get five. Okay, fine. We get five hundred likes. There you we go. You know what? I was thinking we're like, bonded by five hundred likes. Well, we only need six hundred. I was looking down. I was wow. like, wow, this many people just didn't like Super Bowl Fifty. Wow, what a low! You know, we've number. got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people watching this, and somehow only ninety-seven likes. Man, you guys didn't like Super Bowl Fifty. Man, or they don't like us. They don't want us to be bonded. I think they, they, they don't like us. Emmanuel don't Sanders. Like wow, it's actually quite the opposite. Everyone's saying that you guys deserve awards for being the best. DMVR does doesn't oh. deserve an wow. undisputed Denver title. Well, so then I ride. guess it is just they don't like Super Bowl Fifty. <laughs> <laughs> it's not us. There we go. We, we do have a lot of Chiefs fans join us because of Henry. Oh, that's right. not that's his market. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a chief. I hate the chiefs. I wish all the chiefs and their fans would live horrible lives and be miserable. Wow. Well, I don't okay. want. There's not enough room in this world for that yes, type there of hate. Is. Well, I didn't say hate. I didn't say hate. I hope that they are, are like healthy. Um, mm. But I hope just their football experience is so terrible. So terrible yeah. that it ruins their life. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah. Cody here in the comments says, Henry, you don't need likes to love your boys. Uh, that's true. Need, what about he needs, money? He needs money, though. Yeah, yeah money. he yeah. needs money. I was going to say, like, I think we're already there. Oh, I would say you guys are I, That's so I, sweet. If for whatever reason this wow. podcast stopped, which I plan on doing it for the rest of my life, um, I, uh, I. I would hug you guys if I saw you across oh, the room. I would wow. too. I would too. I wow. mean, think of Zach and RK and how the show's you guys for so long. Like, you I'm going to cry. The audio. Yeah. And now, now where we're at, we're at. And now, <laughs> yeah, there's somebody else sitting up here too, damn it. <laughs> and Henry, <laughs> yeah, and me, remember tagged along. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah, there we go. You're our baby. Have fun over there, guys. Henry, well, maybe. Super intern. I was actually thinking I might need to go start a new podcast. So. Oh, oh, wow. There's an open table right here. <laughs> yeah, this is a um, solo career time. <laughs> oh, wow. what's it going to be called? Wow. Allie ruined the podcast. Wow. You <laughs> broke us up. That's not you're, good SEO. We're bonded by. Super intern, and then wide head moving to Denver as soon as you got the job, needing to stay with Ryan, 
because you true. didn't have a home yet. Taught Henry how to shave. I was shave. homeless. Exactly. He did. See, you're he did. I was lost before. Above the neck? Um, yes. Wherever okay. you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that was pre-beard, huh? Yeah. Yes, it was pre-beard. I, I don't remember you pre-beard. Nice. That's the way it's supposed to be. Tommy pre -beard says, bond over a three-way Red Bull shotgun at the Super Bowl. What I was thinking is, like, if we were ever to cover a good football team, <laughs> oh, that's uh, what does it. That would probably go a long way for us. Yeah. That's out of our control. Uh, you know, at least the Super Bowl Fifty team had it in their control. That is true, uh, but also it was partly destiny. Yeah. Could you imagine, mm. like, twenty years from now, we see each other? And it's like, ah, remember that nine-win team in twenty twenty-three? Ah, those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> what a time! They won more than they lost. <laughs> I think it nine all, winners' lounges. All, all we would point to is like, oh, remember that off-season move? Oh, oh so yes. oh, the other off-season win. Yeah. Uh, remember the Russell Wilson trade? Yeah, it was yeah, so cool yeah. at first. Wow. Yeah, what yeah. a day. All right. Uh, we are expecting to have TJ Ward here in a second. Um, they are trying to find this. It seems like they need to um, make it easier for people to find things. Why don't they just have, like, we have signs. Why don't they just have a little sign that goes up with a number on it? And you would really only need to do one in each, like, every 10, you know? So 90s, right. 100. One of the things yeah. I have noticed is that some, some places they give that little sheet of paper. It says, like, all city, whatever. They put theirs on, like, the back of this thing so people can see. Oh. That's, that's right here. That's genius. But Ours it still is, wouldn't help yeah. that he can't find even the Wait, why, why, why don't we just say follow the fun? I mean, mm. uh, I, was, I said perfect be there shortly. They said perfect be there shortly. So. Oh, perfect. Be there what? Shortly. 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 Yeah. Maybe those Jeez. Super Bowl rings should have like a magnet in them. Mm. It's like, oh, Super Bowl. Oh, there's another one over there. Just <laughs> like you say, yeah, follow it, the ring. No, if you like open it up, it has like a map of where all the other ones are. Wow. Or it's like that Harry Potter thing. You open it up and it makes like the screeching noise until you close it. Oh, Ooh, that's kind of like uh, the fan somebody in the else, bathroom. Like if somebody of else our, opens. The fan in the bathroom of our Airbnb is just like that screaming thing. Oh, is it loud? Oh, oh, I haven't oh, even noticed. It literally screams. I'm oh. so sorry, but then we you sleep have to turn in the garage. On, off, on, off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is that makes it sound so much worse than it really is. Henry and I are in the garage. Uh, in the garage. <laughs> they repurposed a garage into they a did. room. Which and and we didn't even notice for quite a while. It took quite a while before we were like, wait, this used to be a garage. And what happened was you're we pulling the car in, and it's like there's a garage door there, and you walk in, you're like, wait, there's no garage. It's another room. And so that's how we figured it out, and it was kind of fun. It was fun. Uh, it's a lot of fun. This week's a lot of fun. We have been having a lot of fun. Speaking, uh, speaking of which, so we, we had a little meetup at Illegal Pete's last night. We told you guys yes. about it. met so yeah. many awesome members. It was so cool to meet everyone, and we just love doing this. I love being able to meet you guys and, and, and gals. And like we say, when, we, when we're out and you see us, please say hi because it, it makes our day just as much. Uh, it makes our day more, I would say. We also just randomly saw someone wearing a DNVR shirt on the streets we of Phoenix did. today. We yeah. did. Uh, a hockey shirt. In Arizona. Yeah, exactly. Not, not the team here. I yeah. would have expected to see here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Rihanna. Ever heard of her? An hour late for a press conference. Wow. That's Nathaniel Hackett time. I went to Coach Prime's most recent press conference early. Wow. Five wow. minutes early. Wow. I'm going to guess Sean Payton's an on-time guy. He seems like it. Details, baby. So. Details. Seems like a tight schedule type of guy. You know, it's like when he said, like, yeah, some nights 
when you're trying to rebuild something, when you don't have everything going the way it's supposed to be, you're just not quite done with your to-do list. And you have to accept it, that there's things that you need to do the yeah. next day and, and kind of get caught up. I feel like that's, that's how we approach it. It's like, okay, 1 o'clock, time for the press conference. Time to be done with what I'm doing. We'll get back to it when we need to get back to it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, those, <laughs> it's so funny, you know, the catchphrase. What, what was Vance Joseph's catchphrase? Why can't I think of it? When it's cold, it's tough. <laughs> no. That. Oh, yeah. oh cold, leader, of men. leader of men. No, leader of men. Leader of men. No, no. That wasn't exactly um, his catchphrase, but that's what that's what he was called. But Vic, death by inches. Death by yep. inches. Nathaniel Hackett, let's ride. <laughs> Speaking of Spicy. let's ride. I know. That's how I thought oh. this was going. Is that where you were going? No. Yeah, of yeah, course that's yeah. where I was going. Right of course way to go. So what's oh. Hackett? Hackett. He didn't. He didn't have one, did he? He was Let's Ride. He was part of the Let's Ride. Okay, era. he was ha Let's Ride. Part of the Let's Ride. Era. Now we era. get not earmuffs. Close. Buckum. Buckum Broncos. Buckum. Buckum Broncos. Not as our friend Chris Sims would say. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, I forgot. Ear no earmuffs week. All, all time all, earmuffs. All, your, all time all earmuffs. earmuffs. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah what yeah. do we think of it? That's uh, so. Uh, Sean Payton was at Radio Row today. I should say he was, he was at a couple of sets uh, in Radio Row today. Yep. Went on the Pat McAfee show. They asked him about Let's Ride, and uh, he said uh, it's now Buckham. Yes, Buckham. I wish that our listeners could somehow communicate with these people uh, to tell them how cool it would make them seem if they came on our show. I mean, oh, what? like Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex. Alex will tell him. Cause like, have you seen what everybody says about Alex? It's like, yeah, give him Alex give him, Singleton. Yeah, ten, 10 million a year. Give him ten million a year. Keep him around. I'll buy the jersey. Like, we should have him go say like, hey, Sean Payton, look at all these tweets I get now. It's very true. Yeah, I just yeah, I was just thinking about that. I was just like, man, they just think like there's a million media people here, and they all look this. We all we all look the same to them. True. Uh, except for the ones that they already know. We just need like a. Maybe like a testimonials page. Oh yeah, <laughs> we Where just we like hand, hand it to, we him? Hand to him. We're like, hey, yes. if this is what uh, uh, people have said about other people who came on our show. Yes. Or is it a patch, a cool patch? Or we were in the wrong shoes? Do we need Crocs no, with I, the I bedazzle think, things on them? I think you were on it with the patch. I think the we patch? just need patches. Let's say cool, cool, cool guy, cool. cool. cool oh, guy. We, get, we get testimonial patches. So like Chris Sim says, you guys are like awesome. Chris Sims. <laughs> like, uh, oh, right, yeah. right, right. No, it's yeah. a shirt it's like a, it's, of testimonials. Yes, exactly. Yes. Wow. It's like the back of a book or the what front did, of a movie. Uh, what did Brian Harris say? Stop kicking ass, DNVR. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's another one. Ass kicker, Brian Harris. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. But I don't think he actually meant stop kicking ass. No, he was. Don't. it was like, stop it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's big time. He, he is, is big time. Holy and cow. And he's big, too. He is also big. Big and big And time. on time. And on time. Wow. Damn. He three, is four, ultimate three. big time. Three, yeah, four, three. Yeah, he is. Wow. All right, new topic time. What is three, uh -huh. four, three? <laughs> what is three, four, three? Uh, three, four, four. Th that's a combination of the three, four and the four, three pushed together. Three, four, three. What does that what have, that have anything to do? to do with anything? What were you saying about three, four, three? I didn't say three, no, four, you said three, three. You said what is three, four, three? You, you said, said three, four, three. three. No, you said three, four, three first. No. And then I said this. Wait, let's go. Someone can rewind yep, it. You didn't do it. Someone that's watching can rewind it. Uh, well, now two Man, of us rewind we, we it. And one some, didn't. Uh, and we're all off. Soccer's no, back there. If you watch the stream, uh, for so something about us just turns heads. 
Yeah, truly we true. Turn heads. It's really true. I think it's probably the bright lights or it's us. Oh, look, it's Andrew Breer. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> not it's nice. funny, though. It's really funny. At least call him friend of the show, Andrew Breer. And friend of the program. Sure. Pro program, yep. Hey, yep. it's Albert Breer. It is Albert it's Breer. Albert. Big Al. Big Different Big Al. Funny Small story. Uh, just think of a funny story while I tell a funny story. Um, okay. Funny story. The CHGO Bears guys were doing their show before us. Oh, my and God. And Dean Blandino, <laughs> again, another person having a trouble finding the table they're supposed to be at, yep. just thought he was supposed to be coming to their table, but they weren't expecting him at all. So he just sat down in the guest chair <laughs> yep. while they were <laughs> live. Thing. And they just rolled with it and interviewed Dean Blandino. Good they thing they, they it was them, not us. If Dean Blandino sat in that seat. No, you don't understand. Like, there's so many people around here yeah. that it's really hard yeah. to recognize, like, exactly who's. Like, if you saw Dean Blandino in the grocery store, you might be able to figure it out a little more easily, I think. Like, I'd be like, that guy looks familiar. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? And I might oh, get to yeah. it. Football. But, You're like, football. Yes. That, but everyone's football here. Right. Here, you just don't recognize people yeah. right away. And so... He, if he sat down right here, right now, none of us would know what to do. Mm -hmm. I actually, Should so we pretend that he's there <laughs> and how we would act? I was, I was behind the set, and so when he left, his handler was like, all right, Dean, we're headed over there. And I was like, okay, this guy looks important. He really like, did That's his hair. His name is Dean. Not Come on. Who's a Dean? Who's a Dean? <laughs> and I couldn't, even with the name Dean, I couldn't figure out it was Dean Blandino. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Hey, we, here look at we that. go. Let's go, baby. Yeah. There, it is. there we it's go. Time. It is time. It Big is time. time. Speaking of winning. Yes. Speaking of winning. <laughs> Bring it on, oh, another TJ. Ring. Our Woo! third Super Bowl 50 champion of the show. Uh, throw, yeah, throw on the headset, yep. TJ. Man, the Marsh came on. We had no. Emmanuel. We oh, had yeah. Ryan Harris, and okay. we had you. Yep. Um, going on what, what is going on man you know a lot is made about what goes into a Super Bowl team mm -hmm. and we've heard a couple different answers from a couple different guys today but here's one thing that I think every Super Bowl team needs and that is a dog or a series of them yeah I was gonna get my answer Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say you need some dogs yes really. you don't got no dogs good luck it's the, over your team Especially you, Akeeb. Mm -hmm. The list goes on. Darian was a little more quiet, but he had it in him too. Uh, Chris, what does that do to not just the defense, but to the makeup of the team to have that type of player on on the squad? This is a pers it's a persona like your team carries. Like even if some guys aren't dogs, they gonna turn into one because mm -hmm. you know they gotta run with us. So you know they may not be that type of person naturally but it's gonna come out when you're surrounded by a bunch of pit bulls you know <laughs> yeah. dj when did you know that the no fly zone was special and that super bowl 50 team was special i knew in camp that year super bowl hmm. year i just you know something you feel like we were good the year before but like that year you could just feel it in camp th throughout the whole defense really it's like you look around and you're waiting for the office to come out the huddle. He's like, oh, Keeb's over there, Chris. Be weird. Wolf. God. Danny T. Danny T. B. Mark. And you just look around the defense. Well, well, at least when I was back there, I was like, hey, man, it's gonna, we're going to be hard to beat. I'm telling you that. And we just – it was so many leaders on that defense. It wasn't just one leader. Everyone led in their different way. 
and we fed off each other, and you know we respected each other's space, uh, personalities, and you know we got into our beefs, but it was nothing major. You know, some brothers do, whether it was on the sideline during the game or at practice. You know, we have dis disagreements, meeting rooms. We'll be going back and forth, but. That's how you know when you're tight, when you can have those type of disagreements and arguments and five minutes later, 10 minutes later, be back to normal and understand that we all just trying to win at the end of the day. Outside of the Super Bowl, do you have a favorite moment, a favorite memory of that season? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of the Super Bowl, my favorite moment for me personally yeah. would probably be uh, the week Minnesota game when I had yep. the game winning sack force fumble. Yep. That was definitely one. On Teddy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. At home. Two gloves. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think he wore his gloves that day. Wouldn't have mattered. Or you took them off. Yeah, he forgot them. But yeah, that was probably one of my better games of the season. But uh, that whole year we won like that. Yeah. So whether it was the playoff game against Pittsburgh in the conference, uh, the OT in the AFC championship, stopping Brady at the last minute, yeah. um, it was a few games. Winning in Baltimore, they going down to score week one. It just set the tone for the rest of the year. Um, I didn't play that game. I was suspended, actually. <laughs> but, you know, it's D still getting business. the pick, you know, right? <laughs> D getting the pick at the end of the game, bounce back against Kansas City. That's another memory, a bad memory, though. Kansas City, I was coming off the suspension, and um, I just wanted to make sure I was warm and ready, so I went out. I don't never, I'm not the type of guy that hits the field before, you know, we do the team warm-up, but I went out there and I did a regular warm-up, then I did a route tree with E. Sanders. Oh, my, I, I damn near died before the game started. <laughs> so I'm like dehydrated. A little bit, not knowing it yet. So the game is going on. It's summer. It's just now getting into fall. So it's very hot and humid in KC. And by the second quarter, I was cramping up, like cramping to the point. Like once I cramp, it's pretty much no get back for me. I'm done. So drinking, um, you know, hydration beyond Gatorade at this point. Now we got like these little hydration shooters that taste like medicine. <laughs> I take a couple of those back and it's just sitting on my stomach. We go in at halftime and get the IV, come back out. And it's the first series. And I'm, it's just so much liquid in my stomach at this point. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I throw up on national TV. <laughs> so well, I'm trying to run off the sideline like while both teams are in the huddle. Or it may have been after a play. But anyway, I'm running to the sideline to try to get off the camera, like get alpha TV. And halfway to the sideline, I just throw up. Uh, all on the field, like Willie Beeman. I'm like, man, I hope they don't have that on ESPN. <laughs> they didn't, so thankfully they didn't have it. But that was another memory that I can't let go from that year. Um, I, I was at the Super Bowl covering it, and I was telling these guys earlier, like, First day, I went to your guys' press availability, and there was just this calm confidence within you guys where it wasn't like, this is a big deal. It was just like, yeah, we're here to do business. Same day, I went to the Panthers, and they, they were, had this, like, fake cockiness about mm -hmm. them. And I was just like, what are they? Like, I can see that you're, you're, not, 
you feel like you're that guy, but you're not that guy. Did you guys feel that? Like, they were coming in super overconfident. They were, like, seven-point favorites. Were you like, this is, they got this all wrong? Yeah, they got this saying that says the loudest one in the room is usually the softest. Yep. Mm. So we knew, you know, we knew that they knew what we were about. And the media was pumping them. They were trying to pump themselves. But deep down, we knew and that they knew it was going to be a long day for them. Uh, they hadn't seen a defense like ours. And we don't got to say much. We, our proof is in the pudding. You see what we do every week. And we coming into this week to do the same things. So look at the great offenses we played this season. Y'all next. But we don't have to say it. You know, we don't have to say it. Yeah. DJ, you, you went through the, the list earlier of players on that defense. It's just incredible to think about. Is it the best defense ever? In my eyes, yes. Of course, because I was part of it. <laughs> but I think it's the best defense without, you know, some of the bigger names, I say, that some of the – the other defenses that are considered to be the best have had, you know, like the Ravens and Pittsburgh to LOB right. to us, you know. You know, but outside of Vaughn and D-Ware, well, we were pretty subtle named, you know, defensive guys. Even to this day, I don't think some of the guys on that defense got the accolades individually that they deserved. Yeah. Not only that year, but you know, year before, and even throughout their careers, right? So, um, but that doesn't matter. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. when you work well together, you work well together. And, you know, we work the best together. It doesn't matter what we did individually. And that doesn't, that's not to mention you guys in the playoffs go Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. uh, Tom Brady, mm -hmm. and then unanimous MVP Cam Newton back to back to back. And a lot of those great defenses like the 85 Bears, that is not in the in the era of offense oh, no. that we are in now, exactly, you know? Yeah. Like, the fact that you guys were able to put the clamps on some of those quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers that year, like, in this era, I think is different. Did you see what they did to the Legion of Boom in the playoffs? Yep. That says <laughs> Anytime somebody brings up best defenses, yep. I say the team we shut down mm – -hmm. See yep. what he did to them yep. in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. So it may not have been the best year of the Legion of Boom, but I'm still going to compare it. I don't how, care. <laughs> how, mu how much fun was it to play with uh, Wade Phillips and uh, and just the, the coach he was, but the personality he was, the person he was? And do, you, do you maybe have any uh, behind-the-scenes stories of Wade? Oh, man, coaching with Wade is easy. You know, he's very lighthearted. Um, he's not an overbearing coach. He's not all on your back about this and that. He just wants the job done. You know, he wants you to handle your responsibilities and get the job done. And we had a team full of guys that were responsible for themselves and also would be responsible for others. So uh, if somebody was lacking over here or slacking in this and that, you don't need coach to have to say nothing. We're going to say it. Mm. Even if the offense was slacking, they wouldn't practice hard enough. We're going to have guys like Lee and myself that's going to speak to the offensive players and you know we had we were fortunate to um, benefit off the battles that we did have in practice with you know DTE um, CJ Ronnie rest in peace to CJ I mean to Ronnie and DT um, you know that you know iron sharpens iron sharpens iron yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um, first quarter of that game 
Akeem takes two personal fouls, some serious ones. Yeah, was it two? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because because in today's game, he would Yo, be ejected so yeah, for ejected that. Yeah. Yeah. He took two. Obviously, the one that sticks out is him tossing oh, he Philly did Brown. Get two. That's right. He got <laughs> one on our, both of them were on our sideline. He's tossing Philly Brown by his face mask. He said, and he's said it to this day, like, yeah, it was to send a message. Did you feel them maybe like clam up a little bit after they knew, like, okay, these guys are, are different? Uh, I wouldn't say I felt it after that play because I think they scored <laughs> on that drive. But um, as the game went on and we started, you know, really making contact with them, hitting them, pressuring Cam, tagging the running backs, you, you, you felt that dwindling from them slowly but surely. Like, as the game went on, it was like, like a boxing match, as I was saying earlier. You, you might be good the first six rounds, but... As the fight goes on, you're taking them punches, you're going to get weaker and weaker. Yeah. And we definitely felt that, you know, by the third, end of the third, fourth quarter, it's like, okay, this time needs to hurry up because uh, we're ready to go celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> you had the interception in that game too, right? Yeah. So there was also the fumble on the play. Yeah. But Danny recovers. Yep. Who gets to keep that ball? Do you get to keep the ball for the interception or because he jumps on it, does he get it? I give it to Danny. Okay. Honestly, because... That could have been bad. <laughs> that could have been bad. Like, even to this day, I tell Danny, man, thank you for having my back. Because that could have been went from a great play to uh -huh. an infamous play real quick. Yeah. Like for them to if they would have got that ball down mm -hmm. there and scored, that game is different. So shout out to Danny Trey, man. I love you. <laughs> that's, team the, game. that's the ultimate teammate though, because exactly. he wouldn't have had that opportunity to jump on if it weren't for you. Exactly. Well, yeah. You're right. <laughs> You're going to take it back now? No, no. You can still have it. It should be shared custody. Yeah. We're splitting in half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how often do you talk to those guys? How, how close do you stay with, with just all those guys? A few more than others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, I think overall, especially with social media, it's easier to keep in contact with guys. Even if you don't talk to them, otherwise, just like a message here or text there. Hey, what's up? Just checking on you. And... Um, I know just, you know, with the passing of two of our brothers, we're just even more alert to check in with each other. Because yep. you never know. Um, you never know, man. You never know. Yeah. Like, I was just with Ronnie. Like, we hung out a lot in L.A., you know. And he was fine. Mm -hmm. And the next minute he called me saying he had cancer. So you literally never know. You could be out having the ball one day and get the worst news of your life the next. So... Yeah, man, uh, it's terrible, and it's happened too much to to the Broncos family, and so you know we're thinking of you guys. But uh, uh, I'm glad that on top of you know the bond that you guys have, I think it's special that you you're able to stick together and have each other's backs through times like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, before we let you go, you got the polo on. What yeah. are you out here repping? I'm repping player player above sports. Player above mm -hmm. is my agency slash management, slash marketing, all of the above pretty much in client representation. So uh, we're dealing with rookies at this point. Okay. So we have six college kids entering this year's draft. Um, and this is our second year. So last year we had a, a about three kids that didn't stick with teams. Uh, one's in, in XFL right now, but um, just a slow grind, man. Yeah. Creating the business first, getting in the business and the yeah. routine and 
learning and building, you know, a, a back office, building every aspect that we need and finding the right people. So it's definitely been a grind and I enjoy it, but it's mm -hmm. tough. It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not easy, but nothing worth having in. So um, definitely fortunate to be able to pass the lessons I've learned and yeah. experience I learned down to the guys that are under the umbrella. Who That's do you have really cool this venture. year? Um, we have Arquan Bush. He's a corner from Cincy. Okay. He's our combine guy. Uh, he plays, oh, I said corner. But, um, yeah, he was the nickel last year. He played in between mm -hmm. Sauce yeah. and Kobe. So I think he'll pretty go pretty high. I'm thinking third. If he runs fast, he might get into the second. There we go. And, um, yeah, that's, that's our one combine guy. We got another safety. Uh, Javon, he went to Cincinnati as well. And then we have a, uh, three, we got six guys this year. Yeah. yeah. So we got a total of six guys. Nice. nice. Well, hey, congratulations with that. Mm -hmm. Good luck with anything. Let us know if we can help and, you know, help get you guys some pub and, and yeah, whatever sure. it may be. And appreciate you for coming on and, uh, and showing off the ring. Yeah, hopefully I'll have a couple of Broncos. There we go. Oh, Let's, go. <laughs> Let's go. They need some dogs. Yes. So yes. <laughs> go sure. find them for them. I'll create them. You know how to groom that. Yep. <laughs> All right. There he is, TJ. Thank Ward. you so much, Appreciate TJ. You so Thanks much. for coming on. No doubt. Appreciate it. All right. Man, that was sick. It was. It was great. Oh, was Super Bowl yeah. 50 show, baby. Yes. Thanks, TJ. Y'all enjoy the rest of the week. All right. You, yeah, too, you too, man. Wow. Hell of a show. Got an hour and 20. Boom. Three Super Bowl champions. Boom. Tommy wow. P. Future Super Bowl champion, Tommy P. Boom. Yes, yeah, he, yes. he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. So. Yeah, that's right, that's right. He's on his way. Upward swing. Oh, but you can't be a Pro Bowl quarterback if you play in Super oh, Bowl. Oh, we forgot oh, Rivers, Lakes, no. and Oceans. Oh, he said Oceans. Oregon. I heard him. I heard. I just heard yeah, him say that. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think we're tied now. Uh, I yeah. don't think it's quite that close. Lakes, yeah, Rivers, yeah, yeah, Oceans, yep. all tied. All right. All tied. <laughs> Roll tied. No. Oh, Buck on. Buckham, Buckham, Buckham. What? Buckham. What team? Does a team have that in college? Buckham? Yeah. The Buckeyes. No. Yeah. If not them, nobody. It's nobody. And, and they don't have it. Yeah. Is no. Draymond Jones a Bronco next year? Nope. No. Wow. Why you gotta end on that? <laughs> uh, I think that is all chats? we have today, mm -hmm. uh, unless we have super chats, Allie. Wow, no super chats. Let's get those likes up. Uh, for Super Bowl 50. If you don't yeah. like the show, you didn't like Super Bowl 50. Wow. And uh, yes. So there exactly. it is. That's uh, a huge Everyone shout really out. loved the show. That was sick. Oh, I love then it. Why don't we have super chats and likes? <laughs> they were, they were too <laughs> dialed in. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, love that. Okay. Love that. Okay. The storytelling, I think, just had people not having questions, just mm. wanting to listen. I mean, yeah. we laughed. We cried almost. Yeah. Yep. We got yep. goosebumps. Yeah. We clapped. I've been, every every emotion, right? I've been yep. really trying not to pee over here. That was a close one. <laughs> <laughs> because of like ex excitement, like uh, the puppy, like the golden retriever. I mean, it's oh, mostly from the coffee. I feel like anyone that gets that close to the TJ Ward might just pee their pants. <laughs> <laughs> after all the Alex, you do have some stuff, driblets uh, going on. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, man. Uh, well, it's been too long since the Broncos won a Super Bowl, but. Yes. That was fun. It that was. That was special. It was so a great time. Something we could only do here, and uh, we yep. did it the first time we ever made it down here. It's so. very, very true. Next year, Super Bowl 50 again. But then the year after, maybe we're talking about like <laughs> Super Bowl 50, <laughs> wow. 59 or something. There wow. you go. There you go. All right. 
Appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. A huge shout out to Emmanuel Sanders, boom, Ryan Harris, boom, TJ boom, Ward, and Tommy P. Boom, yes. boom, boom. Don't say that word. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right, Tinkle, we'll can we get some water noises? <laughs> no, God, no, no. We'll see you guys later. Yes. Take you back one last time